0: we're all at home now not in our usual facilities gyms we're trying to see how can we replicate some of the same training methods exercises that we've been doing and what kinds of equipment might help us at home that we can quickly and easily get so stay tuned for this episode because i'm going to break down some of the essentials that i think are helpful very versatile for most people and hopefully this provides some useful insight into what kinds of things you might want to include in your home exercise gym setting This is the right place to learn how a multidimensional approach will sustain the performance and lifestyle you desire. Welcome back everyone to this week's episode and I hope everyone is doing well. Hope everyone's taking care of things that they need to do at home and figuring out how to do all of the things with training and exercise that they've been doing in the past. I know for myself too, it's just finding ways to get things done when you can't have access to all these different things. So that's with exercise, but also my hair is starting to grow out of control. <laughs> if it if it goes on for another four weeks, I definitely need to cut my hair before then. So I ordered some clippers online and I was kind of surprised. Everything was on back order. So I had to go through this site. It wasn't Amazon. It was some kind of hair cutting site ordered some clippers. So hopefully that arrives in the next week or so so that I can actually get my hair back to normal and it's not growing out of control. But with everything, I think the one big concern now is that how do I exercise and keep up the high level of training, especially if you're going to a gym or going to a facility? What kinds of things can I do to make sure that I'm not Neglecting Certain exercises Or I'm still keeping up With my normal routine So a lot of people think You know I don't have any exercise equipment At home Where do I even start? Like what should I buy? Should I start buying All these different things? And really it depends on what your goals are what types of training have you been doing what's your activity levels what are your what are you training for I think that's a big one because there's so much exercise equipment out there and really every exercise equipment can be put to good use but is it something that you realistically need or are there other alternatives that you can do to get around not having certain equipment and that's what I kind of want to share today I think I speak for most people that it's not always realistic to have a whole home gym setup in your house. So if you do have that luxury of having a full-on gym setup, then of course it's no problem. You have access to all of this equipment. But for most people, it's just finding what kinds of small things, maybe things that are not too bulky, not too expensive, what kinds of things can I add to my home exercise equipment so I can still maintain high level workout on that note I want to share a little story so when I was in high school that's when I you know started training more for sports and I started to get into weightlifting really weightlifting turned into my sport in college it wasn't I wasn't playing anything competitively so it was just going to the gym and weightlifting and trying to get stronger trying to get more fit and trying to just perform better so in high school I would lift in the high school's weight room And what happened was I was playing baseball, but then I quit baseball my senior year. So I didn't have anywhere to lift. So I wanted to keep up with my training regimen and everything. And I wanted to have access to weights that I could do at any moment, you know, without going to the gym. In the house that I grew up, there was um, kind of like a storage room. I guess it's like a basement. And it's a decent sized room. It's not super big, but definitely enough space for you to have exercise equipment so what I did this was when I was a senior or actually right before my senior year in high school was I spent the time to clean out everything had all kinds of storage from my parents my grandparents and we just cleaned out that room and because it was a basement obviously we needed to renovate a little bit paint the walls clean it up make sure that we get some flooring all I did was lay out some carpet that was scraps that you could buy from a carpet company um, because the ground was cement but anyway it turned out to be a decent space and i wanted to get weight so that i could continue weightlifting. and my whole purpose at the time was it's going to be so convenient that it saves me time and the money that i invest into this it could easily go to a gym membership but If I invest this money, then it'll save me the time. I have everything readily accessible and it's something that will provide value in the future because I can use it for a long, long period of time. I just started with the basics. It was just bare bones, just weights. And yes, there was some initial investment in it, but the amount of value that I got out of creating that home gym I used it a lot I would even use it before school sometimes after school sometimes weekends and it was a place where I could actually work out so what did I actually get I got a squat rack in there a home use type of squat rack not your huge commercial ones but it's very very sturdy and I got uh I got an Olympic bar with up to 300 pounds of weight and I had a dumbbell set and the dumbbell set wasn't anything crazy it was only up to 40 pounds but it was just something to provide some dumbbell resistance instead of using the bar all the time and then just a simple bench so that was pretty much the setup and what i continued to use throughout college now for me at that time this was very versatile because i wanted to have access to weights and yes it's a little bit more bulky you need more space a little bit more expensive but because i was using it so often It actually was a really good investment for me. And I think that's the bottom line. For whatever you're doing, there's some big questions that you need to ask yourself. Is what kinds of things do you want to get out of training at home? Is it just something in the interim until you go back to the gym? Is it something that you want to use to complement what you do at the gym? Or is this going to be your primary location to work out and exercise and reach all of your fitness goals you know every situation is a little different i can still say i have all of my exercise equipment in that room till today but the confession is that because i have access to the facility and clinic that i work at and we have all the equipment there i honestly haven't touched any of my weights or any of the exercise equipment back there for about six or seven years And because of this situation now, I'm in the process of cleaning it out again and kind of turn back into storage, but cleaning it out again, making sure that it's a good space where I can actually work out. You'll probably see some future videos, exercise instruction and things coming out of that room again because I do have a lot of equipment and I have grown it even beyond college to incorporate some of the other equipment that I find very versatile whenever I need to do a home workout. So going back to your questions again, really be honest and think, what is it that you need? What type of training are you going to do? How is this going to fit into your entire overall routine? And what kinds of things will you make the most use out of? I think that's the biggest question. Because you can buy all of these fancy gadgets, certain specific pieces of equipment, but if it's not very versatile and you're not going to make a lot of use out of it, then I would probably say it's not a great investment for you to get. And it's probably something that you don't need, to be honest. So what I want to do with this episode is give you some ideas as how to break some of this down, what kinds of equipment you should look towards. And I'll give you my recommendations. I have nine recommendations of equipment that I think are very versatile. It applies across the spectrum of sp- of training and it's something that most people probably will utilize a lot so going back to the training again if you kind of think of all different facets and types of training really you don't need too much equipment for majority of training things there's a lot of things that you can do with very minimal equipment if you talk about just functional training functional training meaning whatever your activity of choice is Is there exercises that will help you to function and perform those things better? That's functional training. You really don't need much equipment at all. Just with body weight alone, you can do so many different types of exercises that will help you to become more functional. If you're looking for just better health and fitness, you don't need that much either. You can just get around, just move, just have good biomechanics, good technique, understand how to exercise, and you really don't need too much. You can do a lot of body weight things too. If you're talking about improving cardio, cardio is another one. You really don't need too much equipment. Having a treadmill, an elliptical, an exercise bike, yes, that's convenient and it makes things easy. You have maybe metrics on there that is giving you some data. But other than that, you can find the form to just get outside and do a similar or equivalent cardio and still get the same amount of benefit health-wise you'll probably also find more enjoyment because you're not stuck in one position looking at the same thing or watching a tv screen you know you're actually out there getting some fresh air getting some sunlight so cardio things you don't need too much equipment either if you're training for power and explosiveness Now we're talking about actual power in like your power sports, anything that requires some explosiveness, football, basketball, soccer, volleyball, baseball. If you're doing all of those kind of things, it's debatable. I mean, having some equipment, of course it will help, but there's a lot of ways that you can replicate and train power just with body weight and focus on the mechanics, focus on improving speed, focus on improving that coordination because this all increases power output. So that's debatable. I think you still can do a lot without any equipment and just use body weight, maybe very minimal equipment. But of course, having equipment to train power, that becomes more of a luxury. And of course, you can get more things done with the right types of equipment. Now, if we move on and talk about speed and agility, you don't need much either. A lot of speed and agility. You're just going to be doing drills. You're going to be improving your footwork, improving how fast your muscles can fire. And there's a lot of things that you can do just by getting outside. So again, you don't need too much. Moving on, if you're focusing on improving your overall mobility, mobility is one that you don't really need anything at all. And if you do have some mobility tools, it's very, very inexpensive. So mobility is a good one that you really don't need much at all. I mean, if you take disciplines like All of the range of motion philosophies out there yoga all of these different types of things majority of these concepts just use your body weight gets you in positions where you start to learn how to access certain ranges of motion and control your overall mobility so mobility you do not need really any equipment now for the things that you do need some equipment weightlifting and strength training i would say you definitely need equipment because yes you can do a lot with body weight But if you're looking to actually develop more muscle mass, more strength, that's where you can be more effective if you have weights, if you have heavier loads to resist against. And this is where you got to see again, where is your focus and how versatile are these pieces of equipment going to be? So for example, like when I was in high school, yeah, my interest was training strength and I needed some of that strength for certain activities. But looking at it right now, I really could do a lot without any weights and still be strong, still be fit, still be very, very functional. So that's where I think just revisiting, okay, if you're on the bubble with, should I get some weight? Should I get a dumbbell set? Should I get a bench? Should I get a squat rack even then it's really seeing, okay, how often am I going to use this? What's my plan? And how is this going to fit into my overall exercise routine? Not only now during the stay at home order, but even in the future, because it's an investment that you want to provide value for a long time. Along those lines are Olympic lifting. If that's your sport or that's your way to train more explosiveness and to build some power, then Olympic lifting could be a useful tool. But of course, it's going to require a lot more investment, not only the weights, the bumper plates, but also a platform or you're going, going or you're going to need some place where you can drop the weights down and you're going to make sure that you have enough room and everything. So all that logistics and is it actually feasible for you? I think those are things that you need to visit at this time because whatever you decide to invest in, you just want to make sure that it's something that you are actually going to benefit from and use. As you can see, there's a lot of pros and cons for all different types of training and all different types of exercise equipment. And really, equipment, it's good. I think equipment, it provides sometimes a luxury and it makes it a much easier alternative to do certain exercises. But really, there's other ways that you can do similar types of exercises or get the similar types of benefits with other alternatives of exercise. And that's kind of what we need to do during these times when we don't have access to all of the normal equipment. It's to see, okay, when I don't have access to that, how can I replicate this or do something at least relatively similar at home. So the next thing that I want to get into is really some of my recommendations that I find helpful and hopefully this can offer you some information and some insight as to what kinds of things maybe you might look to purchase and hopefully it's not on back order online like my hair clippers but hopefully you can order some of these things and start exercising and doing all these different variations to keep you fit during this time so assuming most of us are just in the need of creating a quick and upgrading our home setup right now and not looking to renovate a whole room and turn it into a gym setting a lot of things that we can buy are very small things that provide a lot of value for us so here are my top nine home Pieces of equipment that apply to most styles of training and will probably benefit most people. And this is what I deem the most important, most useful piece of equipment to what I think uh, it's debatable if you need it or not. So, the number one thing that I would recommend is getting a mat, getting a yoga mat. This is something that is very useful whether you're doing bodyweight exercises, mobility work, stretching. Yoga, of course, because it's going to provide a good surface that you can stay grounded with your feet, stay grounded with your hands. It's also very useful because you don't want to be sweating all over your carpet or your floor. So, a mat is a good idea to have. Also, if you get a good mat, then it provides just enough cushion. Where you can do a lot of different exercises and it saves your feet, saves your knees, saves your hands. So that's a really good thing when it comes to home exercise. You don't need to be dealing with other types of issues just because the surface that you're working out on is not ideal. The second thing that I will say about getting a mat is you can really get any mat. I think any mat is better than none. But if it's something that you are going to use a lot, then that's where getting a better mat probably comes into play. Because for the cheaper mats, I have seen them under high use start to fall apart, start to disintegrate a little bit, make mat crumbs all over the place. So if you get a better mat, it'll be worth the cost because it will probably last a lot longer, especially if it's something that you're utilizing almost daily. Let's move on to number two. The second most versatile piece of equipment is a fitness ball. Just get a fitness ball. You can do so many exercises on it, with it, work your upper body, lower body, everything. And it's something that I utilize pretty much daily in the clinic. What I would recommend for a fitness ball is to try to get a size that's about somewhere in between your knee and mid-thigh height. You don't want anything too small and you don't want anything too big. Honestly, the most common size fitness ball that we use a lot is the 45 centimeter. And that's just a good height where I think you can do a lot of core work. You can do upper body work. You can do lower body work. So it's one of those pieces of equipment that provide value with a lot of different things. It's not just like you need to use it in this one way. And that's why I think the fitness ball is very, very versatile. Now let's move on to number three. Mobility is always important. It's super important. I can't stress that enough. And one of the things that I use a lot daily in the clinic i try to use it as often as i can is my yoga tuna balls so yoga tuna but they have these massage balls and basically it's to do soft tissue work and because of the texture and the density i find that it's very useful it has that tackiness where it can grab onto your skin and create that shearing in your fascia which i think a lot of other tools are missing Other tools have some kind of component like that too, but I like the yoga tuna balls. It's very portable. You can just stick it in your bag and it's something that you can get into pretty much every single muscle on your body. So that's my spiel on myofascial release tools. But if you have other myofascial release tools, then by all means, I would say get the one that's the most versatile that you can work all over your body. Now, I didn't really mention foam rolls because I'm not a big fan of foam roll just because it's really big, really bulky. It does have some purpose, but because it's not a ball and it's a cylinder, you only can get into the bigger areas, bigger muscles. You can't get into smaller muscles, into certain areas of your body. So I always like to use the Yoga Tuna ball line and it's super easy, very versatile. Moving down the list, number four. Of my top exercise home equipment this is a little bit more pricey but it's a TRX if there's anything that I think is worth the money it would be the TRX and yes people think well it's kind of pricey it's expensive I need either the doorway or something to attach it to but for the price and for the ease of use and everything it's worth the money because you can do so many different exercises with it. Now, I'm not saying you can do everything with it. That's not true at all. But you can do a lot with it. And when you're suspended, it adds that stability component, that core component. And it just provides a different dimension to exercise. I do think that the fitness ball for most people is more versatile than the TRX, which is why I have the TRX 4th. But for anybody that's looking to enhance their functional exercises the trx is an excellent excellent tool and it's so durable it's going to last a long time and that's why i put it here too because even though it's probably one of the more pricier items it's so durable that you won't have to replace it i mean we use the trx and we have people pulling on it using it every day all day long and it's super durable and i'm very happy with the quality of the trx straps let's move on to number five this is where if you need a little extra resistance and find other creative ways to do some different types of movements in different planes i recommend a med ball now if you're going to get a med ball i would recommend actually a slam ball a slam ball is something that it doesn't bounce it's going to have a more durable outer shell and it's meant to slam on the ground but it's in the shape of a ball And it comes in comparable weights as medicine balls. So what I would recommend is getting one that's not too heavy. Like you don't want one that's too heavy that you only can do certain exercises with or work the bigger muscle groups. You want something that's lighter or moderate where you can use it for all these different types of movements. I like the med ball or slam ball here because it will enhance or add things to your body weight exercises. And it will also challenge that core a little bit more. Let's move on to number six now so number six is mini bands. So mini bands are the it comes usually in sizes r- ranging from nine inch to 12 inch. They usually go around your legs and you can do all different types of exercises with it, primarily leg stuff, but you also can put it around your arms and do shoulder exercises and things like that. So because mini bands are versatile and it's relatively inexpensive, I think it justifies its importance. There's a lot of things that you can do with it and it's very portable that it doesn't take up much space too which is a plus when you're trying to store all of your exercise equipment at home. The second thing that I will say I won't go too in depth about this but I use mini bands a lot to create better motor patterns. So I use it as a way to give your body a little bit more assistance if it's the lower body to fire your glutes a little bit more so you understand how that got to coordinate into movements if it's for your upper body i can use it to fire your rotator cuff and your shoulders a little bit more to make you understand this is what needs to happen when you don't have this assistance on your body but anyway that's for a different topic but mini bands are super versatile i think so it did make the list let's go on to number seven on the list which is yoga blocks i would recommend yoga blocks This is more specifically for mobility type of training but yoga blocks also because it's light but it's pretty durable you can use it to push against when you're doing isometrics for your upper body. When you're doing isometrics you can press like your adductors can work to squeeze the yoga block between your thighs. I think that's where the yoga block provides some versatility is that it's soft enough where you can push against it and do some quality isometric work with yoga blocks. The more important facet of yoga blocks is for mobility. When you don't have full range or you can't reach the ground or your hips can't make it to the ground or whatever the case might be, the yoga blocks provide that prop. And it makes all the difference when you're doing mobility work. If you just have a yoga block to assist you, you'll probably be able to get more out of those mobility exercises, probably be able to relax more, probably be more comfortable. So that's where yoga blocks has its place. Okay, we're almost coming to the end of the list number eight this one isn't as versatile i think a lot of people probably could get away with it but for me personally i utilize it a lot which is a half roll so a half roll is just a foam roll cut in half the long way and basically it's an unstable surface if you have the round side down and then you have a flat surface to either balance on put your arms on but a half roll i use it a lot for stability exercises, balance exercises, you can use it to stretch your calf, you can use it to do other types of mobility stuff and I think a half roll is just it's so cheap and it doesn't take too much space. I actually think the half roll is probably more important and more useful to get than an actual full foam roll. So that's that's my take on it and the half roll usually the one that I get is the 12 inch length one so it's something small. I don't need the whole full half roll. If you want to get that, you can. Of course, you can do other things with it. But for me, the half roll, it has enough importance and pulls its weight for something that it's probably going to be around 10 bucks or cheaper. It's something that I think provides a lot of value that you can do a lot of things with, especially in a home setting. And the last one, number nine, this isn't really a recommendation, but going back to how I started the episode when I developed my home gym setting, if strength and resistance is something that you're looking into, then weights, if it's feasible in your living space and you feel like you will make good use out of it, I think free weights are probably your best bet. I prefer free weights over any other type of equipment, especially if you're just starting out because there's that stability component, you're not locked into doing only certain types of exercises, really you have the whole spectrum of doing all free weight type of exercises. And if you're going to get weights, I would recommend that you get a bench too. Just a regular bench, if it's adjustable so that you can lift up the back to make it vertical and make it flat, those are probably the benches that I would recommend. But again, this is only if you're looking to do more resistance training and it's something that you think will fit into your workout regimen and also provide you that value, not only now, but in the future as well. So those are my top nine home exercise equipment that I think are versatile and will apply to a lot of people. So again, in order from what I think is the most versatile and most useful for most people is number one is a yoga mat, a good yoga mat. Number two, a fitness ball. Number three, myofascial release tools. I like the yoga tuna ball line. Number four is a TRX suspension trainer. Number five, a med ball or slam ball. Number six, mini bands. Number seven, yoga blocks. Number eight, a half roll just because I use it a lot. And number nine, if it fits in what you want to do and you need more resistance then weights and a bench. With whatever you're going to purchase just do your research get something that you will use and i think that's the important component here something that you will use not what anyone else thinks you should get and it should be very versatile and applicable to how you train overall i hope this was a helpful episode i do want to say stay tuned to my website actually check out my website now i have a lot of new things coming up i'm going to start to create courses and workouts, and all these online resources. So check out my website, hnlmovement.com. Also, if you sign up for my newsletter right now, I just released my free ebook, Essentials to Elevate Performance, and you will get a link to download that free ebook if you sign up for my newsletter. So please go check it out. Just my newsletter is at the bottom of the page, or you can click the Get Started button on my main banner on my front page. But just go check it out. I would really appreciate any thoughts, feedback of any of my online content or my ebook and just stay tuned for more courses and I will keep everyone up to date on this podcast. But everyone, take care, stay healthy, keep exercising, find out what kinds of things you can do at home and remember, during this time, it's probably the best time to kind of tune up your body and start to do more so that when we get back into normal life and normal routine you're all ready to go and ready to elevate your performance but until next week i'll be back here same time same place and stay tuned for more content aloha